today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five ways to do Disney World on a budget. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and welcome to episode 65, where we discuss the top five ways to to do Disney World on a budget. I've done this many, many, many times. <laughs> um, um, having young kids and being teachers, uh, we, you know, we yeah. make what you would expect we make, and we've had to do this quite a bit. I know? will say that even though my, my trips aren't necessarily on a budget... That doesn't mean we don't look for ways to save money. And yeah, yeah, I, it's interchangeable. I, if I were to do a budget trip, um, the things that I'm talking about today was, are the things that I would do. Some of them are things I already do. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've never done at Disney is gone hunting, but apparently this week we could have. <laughs> yeah. So um, Big Al and Liverlips, whose name is not Liverlips anymore, they just changed his name. Um, I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. I got to look up what it, what it is, but it's he has a new name and a last name and everything. Okay. It's like it's the last name is Mick Growl, I think. Liverlips McGrowl? No, it's not. But you you can look it up. But Liverlips has a new name. They renamed him. What about Wendell? Uh, no, they only mentioned Liverlips having a new name, but they called a friend over to come and visit, but. The uh, the Magic Kingdom had a bear, an actual black bear, loose in the park. <laughs> How'd you find the name? Romeo McGrowl. Romeo McGrowl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe he's Romeo because he's liver lips is always puck- it, puckering so it, up. It, apparently, it used to be liver lips McGrowl, and now it's Romeo McGrowl. Okay. And now that their friend, the other bear, <laughs> yeah, came came in and uh, shut down Magic Kingdom. Well, yeah, so I guess from – I've heard a couple different reports. One of the reports says that it's early morning. All of the cast members have to go in and, and do a check. And Actually, you know who we should talk to? We should talk about talk to our cast member friend, Eric. Yeah. He probably knows all this exactly. So what we heard was that a employee got on the raft and went out to Tom Sawyer's Island and walked around Tom Sawyer's Island to do a check – and I've heard a couple different versions of the story. One version has the cast member going into the cave and finding the bear. I've heard that. Another version has the cast member seeing the bear up in a tree. That's the one I've heard. I've not heard the yeah, I've heard, cave one. I've heard two. And those. And I, I want to present everything I've heard and say I don't know what is factual and what isn't. I don't want to pre- pretend like we know exactly what happened. We're just telling you what we heard. So in, in all versions of the story, the bear was real. Yes, that is <laughs> not true. supposed to be there. So what they did was at this point when the bear was discovered, they had already let guests into the park pre rope drop. So the guests were kind of corralled in the area by the castle and the main street area. So when they when rope drop came around, they had cast members saying that there was I think they used the term technical difficulty. Yeah. And Guests were looking at their app, and once they finally did rope drop, they let people into uh, Fantasyland, but they wouldn't let people back any further than, I'm assuming, Small World and uh, yeah, Peter they, Pan. Because they couldn't 
They couldn't even go like towards Hall of Presidents no. or anything like Haunted Mansion. So basically, the entire west side of the park was offline, and because they were trying to find this bear, and eventually they did. <laughs> and but the good news is the ending is they did not kill the bear, and they actually have footage of the release of the bear. And so if if you're interested, you can search online and find the actual footage of the bear being released. But they captured the bear. The bear ended up being found in the wooded area behind Haunted Mansion. So the Haunted Mansion, just north of that, there's a wooded area. And then the actual show building or the ride building is sort of northeast. So it was in that area, and they finally got the bear. Um, bear was unharmed. They had it in like a like a blanket, and then they put it in the back of a vehicle, and then they opened the rest of the park at, at 1 p.m., I believe. So if you've heard that story before, um, hopefully you're laughing along and saying that's that's crazy. But I, I guess the good news is that Disney still did the best they could to keep people safe. I mean, there's you could argue that, well, why did they let anyone back into the areas of the park at all? But I'm going to believe that their staff and all the different cast members are pretty knowledgeable about what is safe and what isn't. They are not going to put any guests in harm's way at all so i mean there's got to be protocol right yeah so i just think that they haven't i think it's hilarious they have an entire park that is built around animals yeah wild animals and bears specifically in that area it's very ironic no no i'm saying they have an entire park that's built oh, around animal animals. kingdom sure 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 and the animal escape that shuts down a park is that magic kingdom right right <laughs> I just, and i it's also ironic too that it happened right like within a week and a half after they announced that they were changing country, country bears. Country bears, yeah. So I like I want to see the release footage and have it like uh, dubbed over the top, blood on the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be that'd be hilarious. That got that got pretty dark there. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't mean kill him. I just meant like the song. But yeah. Um, hey, guess what? What we got another patron. Nice. Yes. So. Uh, Jackie A, I woke up uh, Saturday morning to a message from Patreon that we have another another patron, Jackie A. Great, thank you, so, Jackie. So I'm excited to uh, dedicate this this week's halftime to Jackie A. Excellent, thank you, Jackie, and we'll see you in a minute. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This week we're going to talk about our top five budget-friendly tips uh, for a, a trip to Walt Disney World. Um, I specifically was looking at one type of trip, and Rob was looking at a different one, which yeah. I think is good. We'll, well get... I mean, it's it's both very specific and general at the same time, depending on what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, for me, I wanted to... At first, I started looking at budget-friendly stuff and pricing stuff out as if it was my family, family of four. Which is, I believe, what you did as well. Yeah, we're also a family of four. Um, and then I thought, well, what would happen if we had just one more child? Because let me tell you, at Disney, that one extra child changes things real quick. Oh, yeah. And so I actually looked at, what if you did have a family of five and you needed to have sleeping space for five? So you have two adults, three children. Yep. Um, and trust me, it makes a big difference. But I think my tips would be the same either way. I just, my numbers that I'm going to quote to you right. uh, change. And 
you know, earlier we mentioned that this is something that I've done quite a bit because mm-hmm. we've we've been taking at least my kids since they were real little. My kids are teens. Yours are well. You almost have a tween, don't you? I have a tween. Yeah. You do. Yep. You do. So I, we've been doing this for a while, and even though now we do the parks a little bit differently, we um, we do a lot of these things on a regular basis. And some of these tips I got from you, and some of the tips you probably got from me, or we heard through the grapevine. And yeah, we have a similar show we did at one point. But I mean, I feel like these types of episodes are always good, especially for the people looking to go soon. It's always handy to to hear tips and tricks. And I'll listen to a lot of times. I'll go into Spotify and I'll search for podcasts that have like similar keywords to saving money or tips for trips and if this is your first time listening welcome because i know i've done that a lot i've just searched out different shows to get tips for my next trip so um if you're a first time listener welcome i hope you stay with us and hopefully you learn one or two things that you didn't know before Mm -hmm. and you know the last the the show you're referencing that we did which was like saving money yeah i mean it's, it's similar but you know traveling with a budget can be different than like how to save money uh I don't know. I I think it is anyway. So um, for me, you know, some of the things I do to save money aren't necessarily uh, budget friendly. Because, for instance, um, something that's not on my list and that is on the list of things I talk about all the time from uh, Mark M. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, With the popcorn buckets, like you can save money doing that, but you also don't need to eat the popcorn. Right, that's different. Right, than, it's not a. That's not something. It is a way to crucial. Right, it is a way to save money. Right, but it's also saving money on something you didn't necessarily need to spend money on. Sure, and that's actually kind of similar to what my number five is. My number five is something that you can live without, but it's something we recommend at the highest level, and that is if you're getting your photo taken in front of the castle and you don't purchase photo pass. You can give your camera to the PhotoPass person. Okay, yeah. So it fits right into that category you're talking about right now, where, you know, popcorn bucket. Eating popcorn at the park is not something that's required, right? It's kind of an extra thing. It's a money saver. But could you put that on a list? Sure, you could. You definitely could. And that's why, I mean, I mean, for me, we've put this at the top of our list multiple times. You know, photos, memories with, with family. If you're deciding, okay... We want to have that memory and we want to have that photo in front of the castle, but we just don't want to spend the money to purchase photo pass for our trip. There is an alternate way for you to gain that memory and stand in line, hand your phone to or your camera, whatever you have, to the photo pass person. And they're, they very generously will take your photo for you. Yeah. And they can also take one just in case you decide to change your mind. They can take one with their photo pass camera scan your magic band or, or your your uh dev- whatever device you you have but i would say that i put it on my list only because it's such a integral part of the memory making process that i would put that on a different level than you know the popcorn bucket do you oh, agree yeah. oh yeah so like we did, we just did a show about souvenirs right and one thing i mentioned was memory maker now this obviously is a purchase that isn't really cheap, especially if you're going to Disney just for a few days, because it's the same cost whether you're there for, yeah. you know, three days or, you know, two weeks. Memory Maker costs the same. 
So for me, I look at this as a way to not have to spend for Memory Maker, but you're still getting that souvenir with everybody in the photo. Yep. Um, yeah, you're not going to get the photos on Seven Dwarves Mine Train or on Haunted Mansion. The ride photos aren't going to be there. But guess what? You do have a photo, a memory, and it's a way to save some money without having to drop the hundred and something dollars on, I think it's $169 if it's purchased yeah. in advance. Um, but you can also do it in front of Spaceship Earth. You can do it in front oh, of the Tree of Life. Yeah, any any one of them. Um, it's not just Magic line. Kingdom. Yeah, just yeah. wait in line, give them your phone. You've paid the admission price. Yep. These these people are employees of the park, and they will take your picture and for you. And the same thing at um, character meet and greets. They'll do that Oh, great. Well. I didn't think of that, but that makes sense, Yeah, they too. do that at character meet and greets as well. And we've said before, we have two listeners, at least, that we know of that are also photo pass photographers, and I'll tell you, every single one, including the two that listen to this show, are very kind and friendly, and they do an excellent job. I don't think I've ever had a bad photo pass experience. I just had... Um, out in Disneyland, we um, <laughs> we had a person that was maybe maybe new and trying to you know figure out how the the camera worked. We had a <laughs> we had a couple interesting photos, but far far and beyond. In- interesting we- is an understatement. <laughs> like the photo you took with your phone yes. was a better photo than they took with their thousand yeah. dollar camera. Yeah, it's kind of a, a uh, running joke, but most of the time it's it's a home run with these people. So my number five. Want to save some money, get a memory, give your camera to the excellent PhotoPass cast members. Uh, my number five is something that uh, I think could possibly be possibly be on your list. But um, my number five is to rent DVC. Now, I know I say buy DVC, right? I personally love it, but that's not exactly budget friendly. Right. Um, but renting DVC is, and let me give you some numbers. A family of five. I looked up, I planned a, a trip, and I said, okay, let's go for a week. Okay, six nights, seven days in July. So you're going, yes, it's it's typically a higher season. Um, the cost isn't super low, but it's when you can go with kids if you're not going to pull them out of school. Well, it's a, it's so, a good way to go because it's not dead and it's also not, you know, Christmas or right, Thanksgiving. Right, and you're, and you're not going, like the week I chose is not during a festival. So, uh, so second could, week in July probably. Yes. Yep. So the Caribbean Beach Resort, okay, for a family of five, a standard room, $315 a night. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Okay. That's the cheapest resort room yeah. I could get for a family of five. Because other than that, you have to jump up to um, Art of Animation Family Suite. Right. Okay? The Lion King Suites? Uh, there, there's multiple different themes there, but okay. yes. Um so Caribbean Beach Resort, $315 per night versus renting the points to stay in a studio at Boardwalk, which is $255 per night. Wow. If you rented the points. Wow. <laughs> this is what I'm saying to you. If you have a family huh. of five, your cheapest option outside of camping, which, hey, that's a great option if you have. Sure. So I'm not talking about the lodge. I'm talking about bringing a tent or bringing your <laughs> own, bringing your own camper. That you can do for 170 something dollars a night. However, if you want a room that has places for five people to sleep, the cheapest room currently for the week that I looked up was uh, $315 a night. Now, renting the same, renting the appropriate number of points at $20 per point, even if you went up to $22 per point, it still wouldn't put it more expensive. For Boardwalk, it's 
$255 per night. That is great. So that's ridiculous that that's the cost differential, right? In, in my opinion, it makes sense. If you really want to stay on property, rent the DVC. You're going to be in a deluxe resort, and it's going to be cheaper, especially for a family of five. It's going to be cheaper. Now, if you if you are a family of four, certainly there are options. There are other options that are going to be cheaper. Right? Yep. It's going to be you're going to be able to stay at the All Stars. But if you're not a family of four, if you have one more person, it changes drastically. So I my I, number, I think I have numbers for the All Stars yeah, actually. My number five. That. Well, that week I I looked mine up. That week was like 180 a night, um, which is relatively reasonable actually. But my number five is rent DVC. Well, um, I just have a a week. Looks like a week at All Star Sports is seventeen hundred bucks. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. So anyway, I, I grabbed that number a little bit earlier here yeah. too. Um. Anyway, yes. Um. So here's what I wanted to say. Once I looked up that number, I but I wanted to wait till you're finished before I said this. But in the past, we've kind of focused on DVC Disney Vacation Club. If you're listening and don't know what DVC is, there you go. Disney Vacation Club. It's kind of like a timeshare is probably the best yeah, comparison that's exactly to what it. I would compare it to. And also, if you're a new listener, this is something that Nick knows a lot about, and he's kind of been my go-to. We, I mean, we rented DVC, and I literally rented it from Nick. So Nick has DVC points, and we rented from him directly. But if you don't know another person that has points that you can rent. There's a lot of different suggestions, and I mean, we can... So this is what I'm asking listeners to do. If this is something you're interested in, you want to know more about DVC buying and actually becoming part of it, or the whole rental side of it. If this is something that you're listening and go, yeah, I want to know more about this. Like, I just heard Nick's number five, and tell me more. If you're interested, send us a message. Let us know. We're happy to do an episode on that. Even though it's something I am not an expert at, I think it's important for listeners to to really get more info on that. And I think we've done a similar episode before, but if, if we want to do another one, a newer one, I'm more than happy to do that. So let us know. Shoot us a message and say, hey, yeah, I do. I want to learn more about this. I want, I'm want. i on a budget. Let, let's do this. Yeah, I've had plenty of people reach out and ask, you know, where can I rent? And I'll, I don't hesitate. It's not like I'm going to say, oh, you have to go back and listen to episodes such and such. No, I mean, I'm going to send them a message and say, hey, this is where you should rent. Yeah. These are places that are reputable. These are places that I wouldn't rent because I've never heard of them before. You know, or um, if if you're hearing what we're saying now and you have specific questions, send those specific questions and we could turn that into an episode, too. Absolutely. Um, so, that, yep, that was my number five. What's your number four? Um, my number four is don't rent a car at all. I mean, there's people who will rent a car and they think they have to rent a car. And a lot of people who maybe it's their first time going think, well, how am I going to get from the airport to the resort? And then how am I going to get from the resort to the parks? And that's, they think that's the only option. So if you're listening to our show, I'm going to assume that you know that there's other ways to do this and there you can take, once you get to the parks, you can take the Skyliner, you can take the monorail, you can take the bus. So I have some, and these numbers are going to change. So I have some numbers here for car rental, and mine's probably on the low side here. But even it being on the low side is still a, a big amount of, of money here. There's a couple different options where you can go from the airport to the hotel back and forth, Sunshine Flyer, um, but they have a new name now. They're called... they. Did they merge with mirrors? Is that right? I think it's called Sunshine Connect. Okay. 
and that is you know roughly around I don't know we'll say two hundred dollars for whether you do that or you do the uh, the car service. Let's just say for argument's sake that's two hundred dollars, right? Lower number. Then you look at the car rental, and there's multiple levels to this car rental, and why we have rented a car before, but there's so many things you forget about. So there's the car rental itself. Let's say. For argument's sake, five hundred dollars on the low side. That's real low. That's a low side. So that's like a tiny compact car, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a bigger family, like Nick was referring to, and you have to rent like a larger SUV or a van, that price is probably going to double. Like it's, oh, yeah. we'd, we'd say that would probably be a, a, probably about a thousand dollars for a bigger car. On top of that, you have gas. Depending on the size of the car, that number is going to fluctuate too. So let's say. We'll say car rental, $500, gas, $60, parking, depending on it, the resorts. I know they go back and forth on, on parking. And then tolls. Eh. There's also tolls. Florida has um, – it's hard to get to the park without driving through and, yeah. and having to pay those tolls too. Everywhere. So, I mean, the lowest you're going to probably pay for renting a car for that trip is probably $600 at the lowest – you oh, know, yeah. on the high side, you're probably going to, you know, double or maybe fifteen hundred bucks. So if you're on a budget, make don't include car rental in that budget. You know, focus on some of the more important things. Pay the two hundred dollars to get to and from yeah, to your, I mean, your resort or your hotel or wherever. It's so expensive. It really is. I'm trying to. I look it, to me. The rental is a convenience thing, and if you're going on a budget, it's it shouldn't it's not going to be about convenience. It's going to be about other things. Um, and we've so. rented cars for a couple different reasons in the past that I'll just I'll throw out there why we've rented a car. We rented a car to visit family, and we've also done it without visiting fam family. Came and picked us up a few times also, so we have family in Orlando. We went to we wanted to visit them, so that was an extra cost that we had to make part of our budget. The other one is. A couple different times, our trips we've included Universal Studios. Okay, we've never done SeaWorld, you know, we've never driven over to Bush Gardens, but we've done Universal before, and we wanted to have a car to be able to go back and forth. It's not really far. It's, I don't know, depending on traffic, anywhere between probably twenty and forty minutes away, um, you know, a little further north. But so car rental is something that if you need to build into your budget, you can do it a little bit cheaper. But I would recommend if you're just going to be staying on property at Walt Disney World, there's transportation everywhere. If you're off property, that's going to change too, and I will talk about that a little bit later too. So my number four is skip renting the car unless you have to for some reason. I'm going to I'm gonna just tack on a little bit to what you said. Sure, go for it. Because you mentioned, you know, like as far as getting places and you want to go see family or you want to go if you have to rent the car. Right. My, like, here's the other thing. You drive around your house, like around your, you know what I mean, around where you live, you feel comfortable. There's nothing more stressful for me yeah, I know what you're than saying. driving in a brand new place, yeah, brand new city. So And a brand new vehicle you're yeah, not familiar with. Yeah, so like you're talking about tips for trip on a budget. Not just on a budget, like to save your family's like sanity. Because yeah. let's be honest, like you get into, I know me, like if I'm in a new city and like I got to turn the radio way down because I can't, me I, too. I've got to focus. That's funny, I do too. And it's like I can't focus, I can't hear the music and <laughs> yep. try to figure out what my exit is. And you have kids in the back that are excited that 
that, oh, we just saw the Disney sign, but you don't really care about the Disney sign because you're trying to get off here. So it reminds me of that time you talked about when you walked in to Disneyland, to Disneyland <laughs> where you couldn't even enjoy yourself because you could, had, were yeah. immediately... Like, I had I had to do Genie Plus on yeah, my phone. Yeah, because you were immediately having to do that. And didn't get to experience the castle so, the way I wanted to. Right. Yeah. So I think, for me, it's not even just tri- tips on a budget. It's yeah. tips to save your sanity. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to tack that on. No, that's fine. I completely agree. So my number four is um, grocery delivery. Ah, nice. So Amazon, Walmart, um, you know, there's Garden Grocer is one. They're a little bit more expensive. Um you know, any kind of a like Instacart type thing. Does Publix do delivery? They do. They're but they're. They, um, I think that's Instacart through them. But if okay. you go, if you shop with Amazon, a lot of their stuff that isn't purchased. So they have like Whole Foods. They have um, so Amazon Fresh, Amazon Prime Fresh is hooked up with Whole Foods, but they also have their own grocery stuff. And then there's obviously you can get Publix, Instacart, and I think Garden. we did Walmart. We Didn't did. we order Walmart? We did. Yeah. Yeah. But you can pick like from a, there's a number of different services. Right. The whole reason I say this is you can eat breakfast in your room very easily. Yep. Even, even the smallest of rooms, you can have a box of pop tarts somewhere in there. You can have some, some, you know, some sort of a pastry in there. Um, but the big one for me that the, is a big money saver when you go with the garden or go with the grocery, I was going to say garden grocer. Cause that's one of the, one of the ones that does like the Instacart style. Um, is the the drinks water is not cheap at the parks, and if you just buy yourself a couple cases of water, you can save your money. Now you might be saying, "Well, it's just water; just drink it out of the tap." You clearly have not drank Florida tap water. Yeah, um, you might as well light a match and that sulfur smell, and then if you could capture yeah. that in liquid form, that's what you have. Yeah, my Florida relatives they learned a trick, and they do this every time they go out. We go out to eat every single time they order water. They have it with a lemon. Oh, yeah, you have time. to. You have to go down there. Yep. Um, so I would say Amazon, Walmart, any kind of grocery delivery. Uh, and then this even becomes even bigger. So I'm going to tie this into number five. My number five was rent DVC. If you're willing to spend just a few dollars more, well, I say a few. If you're willing to spend a, a little bit more money on your room, you can do DVC in a one-bedroom. In a one-bedroom DVC, you're going to have all the sleep surfaces you want. Plus a full kitchen and laundry. So let's, I, I did, I ran some numbers. It would work out to be about with, with a $500 grocery order for a week. Cause I figured $500 is appropriate to think to budget for groceries for a week for, for a family. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're trying to do it on the cheap, you can get by with 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, if you have a full kitchen, you can cook your meals. I, I priced it out a one bedroom at Boardwalk, so same resort, one bedroom at Boardwalk with a $500 grocery order amounts to about $600 a night. Okay, okay. so it ends up being $3,600 around, because I think it was $3,100 to rent the points, and then $500 grocery order puts you right at $3,600. That's $600 a night. That sounds like a lot until you think about how much money you spend on food. Meals in the park are not cheap snacks in the park are not cheap if you prepare all that stuff in your own room in a full kitchen that you would have in that one bedroom you can save a lot of money yep um but that's just like a a, an addendum to my number four which was the amazon walmart grocery delivery garden grocer does it um instacart um 
Publix, I think, man, now I'm now I'm trying to remember, but I think Publix does a like is hooked up with Instacart. I can't remember, but you could even on your way, you know, depending on how you're getting to the resort, you can even possibly, um, you know, stop at Publix and add a add a grocery store right. stop. The, the car service that we've both used and yep. you used again this past summer, though yep. they part of it is built in a half an hour yep. stop at Publix, right? Correct. Yeah, FL Tours. Um, so, yep, my number four, uh, get food and beverages delivered to your room because it will save you a ton of money, especially if you just, even if you just do it for breakfast, you're going to save money. So my number three, immediately your the listeners are going to go, what? But hear me out. Okay. Number three, Genie Plus. Right. Oh. What? <laughs> so when we went to Disneyland, do you know where I'm get, what I'm getting I, at here? Yeah, I'm just laughing because of what my next one is. Go yeah. ahead. Keep going. So when we went to Disneyland, we had two days, and that's just, we had a very short trip. It was like during one of the school breaks, and we had two days to be able to fit everything in. So we had a very specific budget and very specific time. I, I think I know what yours is now. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I know what yours go is. Ahead. And go it's, ahead. And it's different, but the same. For Am I right? Um, yeah, just go ahead. Okay, okay. So we just we played it by ear, and we we had we basically reserved one day for Disneyland, one day for California Adventure, and I didn't buy Genie Plus at first, um, just because we're on a very very tight budget, and we arrive and you know we're waiting in line and kind of relates to the story we just told a second ago, and I'm talking to my wife and I said, should we just do it? She goes Genie Plus, I go. Yeah, let's just do it. She goes, so we had this discussion, and what the discussion was was we are here one day. We're probably going to come back at some point, but if for some reason, who knows what the circumstances are, this is our one time there, but it's not. Yeah. If it's our one time at Disneyland, let's get Genie Plus and try to do it all. So if you if you add up the cost of everything, of how much a ticket is, you know, it's variable prices depending on when you're listening to this, what what the cost is. Regardless, if you're also listening and Genie Plus still exists, which <laughs> if people are listening back in the catalog and, and going, guys, that's not even a thing anymore. Yeah. But if it is still a thing, the cost for each indiv- individual person to have Genie Plus for that one day is still cheaper than two days at Disneyland Park. Now, depending on what you end up talking about, too, the more days you stay, it, it's not the more days you stay, it can become cheaper. But... Your budget is two days, right? So tacking on that extra amount of money for Genie Plus to do as much as you can. And we did, we went hard. We went almost open to close. We had to cut it a little bit earlier. The kids were getting a little bit tired because the, you know, the time, time change yeah. exactly was, was the, you know, at nine o'clock they were, they were tired. We were too. You know, my wife and I were tired too. So we got Genie Plus for that day and then. The next day, on our way over to California Adventure, I said, should we do it? And my wife says, yep, let's do it. So we got um, Genie Plus for both days and did as much as we could. And still wasn't everything, but we tried. And we went hard, and Disneyland has a lot. There's a lot. So of our two days, we had that very specific budget, and it was still cheaper for us to get to maximize our, our fun for our, our two days. So... Go for it. Let's see if I can see if I predicted what you're. I don't think you. Now. I don't think you did because I think what you predicted, or what you're predicting, is yeah. that my number three was going to be Park Hop. No. Okay. So my number three is actually 
the opposite of Rob's. And this is what is so great about these episodes. My number three is skip the extras, which would mean yeah. skipping Park Hop and skipping Genie Plus. I actually thought you were going to say Undercover Tourist, which was no. the exact opposite, is no. book all the days because it becomes cheaper. I no. thought you were going to go the complete no. opposite route. No. Okay. So, so in Rob's situation where he's talking about you've only got a limited time, yes, that is a good way to do it and save money on that third day of a ticket. Because if you're only going for two days, that third day tacked on is – a significant jump. Once you get to four plus days, that the extra day is not a significant jump. So I understand where, where Rob was coming from. It's a weird uh, window of time where you Correct. can do X or Y depending on Correct. what it is. Adding one day is cheaper, is more expensive, correct, than, than adding Genie Plus in that scenario when there's only two days. However, So your I definition of no extras, no Genie Plus. No Genie Plus, don't add the... Park no, Hopper. No no Park Hopper, no Photo Pass. Right. Skip all the extras. Okay. Skip all the extras. And the thing here is, if you really want to try to travel on a budget, you need to plan, right? If, you're, if you plan Disney, if you plan your Disney trip properly, you can do everything you want to do. You know, as long as it's open, <laughs> you can do everything you want to do. All right. And do it without the need for the extras. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, it is something you definitely, definitely can do. And so for me, skipping the extras, while I don't do it, if I was traveling on a true budget where I needed to stay under X dollars, the first fat that would be trimmed is, you know, the, the extra stuff, Genie Plus, the... I'm not going to pay to ride Rise right away. I'm not going to pay to park Oh, individual hop. lightning lane. We didn't even mention that yeah, yet. Like yeah, like individual lightning lane, um, Genie Plus, um, the, the park hopper. I don't, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to plan. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to be there at rope drop and mm -hmm. not just at rope drop, but like they'll truly be there and get on those rides on that those... have the long lines yeah. and yep. maximize your time. Yeah. And, and to really maximize it, you need to be staying on property. But guess what? Renting DVC points, which I mentioned in number five, is part of it. Yeah. You If you skip all those extras, but you get there early in the morning and you do all the rides that you want to do, you can go back, relax, and then go back later on in the evening when everybody else is burned out and the lines have died down. Yep. So, so I'm telling you, if you want to save the money, you can do it by skipping the extras. And that does include skipping Memory Maker. And having them take your picture. and But you can still get it. Yes. Oh, I know. It's but, still an option. But, but I just think that one way to do it is to skip the extras that Disney is trying. Because let's be honest, folks. Um, Disney doesn't do anything that isn't going to make them more money. Like mm -hmm. they're bringing back the dining plan. The dining plan, you know, I know that you were a fan of the dining plan. for Until you explained it for, to me. For convenience sake. And I get it. Like for convenience sake, yeah. it makes sense. But you would have to like order the most expensive thing on every menu to even come close to breaking even. And the few times we did it, though, just to be fair, we did pay for it twice, I think. But one time, they threw it in as right. a bonus. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're getting free dining, it, that makes sense. Yeah, one of the, that um, was one of the deals they had one summer. Yeah. So, for me, number three is skip the extras. All so, right. let's stick with that food theme. My number two is, it's kind of two things rolled into one, but the main one is bring food to the parks. So, pack... Well, what we do a lot of times are those um, those real heavy 
protein bars. I don't mean heavy. I mean like no. I know what you mean. Meal replacement bars. Yes. Yeah. So we we do that, and my wife will put a bunch in her bag. I'll put a bunch in mine, and um, I know one of Nick's best tips that he's given before um, this, either from you or or from your wife, is freeze the water bottle. Yep. Put that in your bag. Yes. And if you have frozen water bottles with these, you know, a lot of them are have like chocolate on them. Uh, and then that avoids them from melting in the you know hundred degree heat. Depending, I guess we're kind of using July as an example right now, so it's probably going to be a hundred degrees. But bring food into the parks, um, sandwiches, um, things that you know probably not as long as you can have it cold with those water bottles. You know, I worry about you know mayo and lunch meats and stuff like that, but it's still possible. Or get one of those. Um, PB and J, man. Just you could peanut butter and and have it in one of those uh, those cold like oh my I can't even think of what they're called like the lunch boxes like a lunch that we box, have like yeah. our Yeti lunch boxes yeah. that have cooler that cooler inside cooler. yeah those work great um, and then the other one too that I'm I'm kind of associating all in one here is bringing food into the parks you can also just try to do the cheapest quickest quick service you you can do is just burgers. Like, what's the cheapest meal at Disney World? And I literally haven't looked this up. I'm just saying this off the top of my head. My guess is that if you do, like, the kid's hamburger or kid's cheeseburger or maybe chicken fingers, it's probably, and Nick's looking it up right now as I talk, it's probably one of the cheapest meals. I mean, you can open up and look at Cosmic Rays, for example. What's what's a cheeseburger cost, either a kid's or an adult cheeseburger? How much is that? Um, I'm going to... Oh. Okay, hold on. Sorry, that's okay. Uh, I'm gonna go to. I, I'm gonna I go to keep talking. I, I don't go, know if you're ready. No, I'm gonna go to Cosmic Rays, just like you said. Yeah. Okay. So I was just off the top of my head. If you wanted to go place. and get just, uh, so you're looking for kids. Well, I'm. I mean, so the kids uh, are gonna need. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're looking at for a kids grilled chicken sandwich, is seven dollars and eighty cents. That's not bad. No, it's not, and it comes with the sides and stuff like that. Great. Um, if you want the. Kids mac and cheese is seven bucks. Um, French fries, just a side, is mm-hmm. four fifty. That's not bad. No, it's not. Now, I, I'm going to kind of give a title to what this tip is for you because I actually have something similar on my honorable mention. Sure. And the title I gave it was "Choose Food Wisely." Yeah. In other words, don't go and spend a ton of money on, for instance, the spring rolls, the two tiny little spring rolls for nine fifty. <laughs> Yeah. Right, don't spend that money there. Instead, you can get an entire, like, massive pretzel, like that can feed like multiple people because they're that big for like seven fifty or twelve bucks maybe. If you're really now, it's not good. I'm going to tell you this: it's not good. But a turkey leg would definitely feed multiple people, <laughs> um, and you would get your daily sodium intake as well. Uh, um, um, probably three times. Yeah. Uh, so you could do that. Cosmic Rays, um, you know, honestly, Cosmic Rays, I'm not a big fan of, but Casey's, you know, you've got... Get a hot dog. I actually think that, like, the the food thing you just mentioned is really, is a really good way to do it. And that's why it was on my honorable mention. There's, like, if you go, if you're in Animal Kingdom, Yak and Yeti has a fried rice thing that is, like, massive. That's, like, four seventy five because it's a side. It's, like, a massive thing of fried rice. Or like the corn, like the grilled corn they have over at the cart there. Uh, I can't remember the guy's. The it's Mister right. something or other. Or something yeah, like that. it's over know. by um, the safari. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, you know, and every park ha- has their quick service place that has you know the burgers, mac and cheese, chicken fingers, 
There's Restaurantosaurus at Animal Kingdom. We mentioned Cosmic Rays at over at Magic Kingdom. At Epcot, there's a brand new one. I think it, I believe it's called Connections Cafe. Um, honestly, those burgers are some of the best on on property as far as like a cheap, quick service. Yeah, they're they're like almost as good as Deluxe Burger. And I got what I, I had. It was some kind of Santa Fe burger that had like salsa and corn and um, like fun cheese. It, anyway, it was really good. Like I didn't even know you could get something like that. And then um, Hollywood Studios is. Um, called backlot express is that the one yep it's backlot something it's in the yep. back corner by star tours and indiana jones and that you've even mentioned before you feel is above average for yeah, i do for quick, i think it's quick good service yeah so that's just kind of off the top of my head so you know the four that that i would say try to hit up that are you know cosmic cosmic rays is pr- no that's not true restaurant i would put at the bottom then cosmic rays then i would do um, oh shoot, I'm blanking already. <laughs> Casey's, Pecos Bills? No, what? no. I, well, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Pecos Bills is really good, but yeah. I think Connections Cafe, I would say, is the the top out of those yeah. of the burger places. I, here's something that Backlot that was going to yeah, be oh, too. Backlot, Backlot yeah. was too. So for me, I'm fine with just eating a snack in the middle of the day. I don't need a big lunch. Um, and if you're willing to do that for your whole trip, where you're not eating big meals. Like, for instance, the the tot, the, what do they call them, potato barrels? They don't call them tots, but. Yeah, uh, that is what they call them. They call them, yeah. 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 So, potato barrels with cheese, the, you know what I mean, the plastic cheese, the the, yeah. the neon cheese. Um, $5.29 over at Friar's Nook. Yeah, right next to, and, that's right by that's, Winnie the Pooh across from Mine Train. That, and that's so, like, that's pretty filling, honestly. Yeah. Um, you can get hush puppies at Harbor House for a relatively decent price. So there are ways to eat on a budget in Disney, but you just have to choose wisely and pick stuff that's going to fill you up. Yeah. And do your homework and be cheap. Yeah. This all goes back to the planning. And so I agree with you choosing your food wisely, whether it be within the park or bringing your own is a very good tip. Yeah. That's my two. What do you have for two? My number two is going to be a shout out to all of our listeners and followers that do this for a living, but it is to use an agent. Use somebody who is an agent because guess what? They know where to save the money. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't even think of this. Brilliant. It is free to use the agent. So whether you're using our friends over at Rope Drop and Park Hop, who are both travel agents now, yep. um, you know whether it's it's using one of our other Friends that, that follow the show, um, some of our Patreon, uh, Patreon, Patreon patrons are agents as well. I don't care what what you're doing as far as how big your trip is. You can always save money, whether it's um, whether you're tra- traveling on a true budget or you're traveling with no budget in mind. You don't money's not an issue. That agent will still save you money because they know yep. when the sales come on. And then they save you time too, which time is money. They're the ones up at you know six a.m. making those reservations for the for the food um, for your ADRs, your advanced dining reservations, and they're also paying attention to oh a new room discount just dropped or yep. this just dropped or this just happened, and so using an agent will also give you and unlock some savings possibly in tickets. I would just want to put a flip side. If you're not using an agent, you should not be paying full price for anything. Look, there are discounts out there. You can get discounted 
uh, park tickets through undercover tourists. You can get discounted rooms uh, right on Disney by just making sure you're following whatever their booking rule is for in order to get the discount. But don't pay full rack rate for anything. And the best way to do that is to call up your friendly neighborhood agent who will do it for you for free. Yeah, we mentioned, or I mentioned earlier about the um, dining plan. And we, we had a deal one summer where we had free dining. And I didn't know anything about that until I called the agent. You know, we did. We used a travel agent the first couple times through AAA. Our friend Dale did, did it for us. And Dale says, hey, if you stay between this here and here and you stay at this resort, there's going to be free, you know, free meal plan. We're like, free food? Sure, sign us up. So, and But we wouldn't have known that because right. most people are just going to go right to the Disney World website, start looking up hotels, start clicking buttons, and if you know somebody, use them. If you don't know somebody, contact us, and we'll point you in the right direction. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, that's a great call. Did not think of that, but I fully support that. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my number two. Rob, what is your number one? Um, my number one is uh, something that we, we've done occasionally, um, and that is stay off property and stay in a hotel or stay in an Airbnb. Actually, um, my friend Josh uh, from my band, he uh, he works for Airbnb, so I, I, I always like to keep that in the back of my mind to check out the Airbnbs in the area. And if you price these out, I mean, I actually have. I it's so you have funny. something too. Yeah, because it's not yeah. my number. It's not on my list, but it was on my honorable mention. Sure. Was to use Airbnb because I priced everything out as if I was going to stay on property. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's well. Airbnb is ridiculously cheap. So if you I'm stay, so like I have a a week stay at the the Best Western, which is it's not awful. It's decent, and that's you know eleven hundred bucks for a week in July, right? Right. For one room, not you know, if you have five, obviously you said that changes quite a bit. And if you look at All Star Sports, you know, that's on the pretty close to two thousand dollars right there. That's the cheapest on property hotel that you can that you can do besides you know, the rental. So you could stay at one of these other uh, you know, high rise or, or whatever at any kind of hotel or, or resort that isn't part of Disney. Or an Airbnb, and, and if I don't know if you've ever looked these up at all, Nick. Have you ever looked up some of these Airbnbs, the themed ones that they have in Kissimmee and the neighboring areas? Funny, funny you should ask me that. Rob. Are you looking that up right now too? So it's I tell this story. Yeah. So like they're all themed, right? They're not all themed, but a lot of them are themed. Yeah. You know? And at the even if it's just theming on the inside with some paint and stuff. So there's this one I'm looking at right now. It's a condo in in uh, Kissimmee. It is. The rooms are painted in like a, you know, Toy Story style in the be- in the kids' bedrooms, and then like everything else is kind of elegant in the parent or in the adults' bedrooms. It comes with strollers, so multiple strollers, high chairs, um, life vests for for little ones. Um, comes with one of those Ozark Trail Walmart style like wagons you can pull behind, nice. pull all your stuff in. Um, comes with car seats. This is all in the actual. Um, in the actual condo. Do they have a pool? The condo has a pool yeah, okay. that has water slides and has a splash pad area. And it is four bedrooms, or sorry, three bedrooms, four beds, two baths, uh, maximum of seven guests. And it is 
$169 per night during the time that I was pricing out for my five people at Boardwalk and at Caribbean Beach. I'm sure people's jaws are dropping. Yeah. And where, where can I find that exact room? Well, yeah. let me tell you. If you're on the Airbnb website and you're looking through for, there's so many. There's a Star Wars it's theme. Over, it's overwhelming. Yeah, there's it, so many, and the prices are great. Yeah, because they're competitive. There's so many mm-hmm. people who are doing this, and they they try to you know get people to come to their room. So it's you know different competitive rates. Yeah, full homes, like full, like you have the house and this your own pool, your own private pool, <laughs> yeah. full house, like the whole nine, and it's like two hundred dollars a night. Yeah. Like now I want to stay on property, but when pricing gets out of control or if I'm, let's say I don't have any DVC points left for the year. Right. And especially if I'm doing like a universal stay, like where I'm going to go between the two, mm-hmm. Airbnb is a ridiculously good deal. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, it's funny when, as soon as you started saying Airbnb, I was like, oh yeah, I've got that on my honorable mention. Yeah. That's a great one. So just staying off property, the, but then the drawback is, and this this was also on my list too, if you're staying off property, you don't have Disney's transportation. So you'll have to look at that budget. That's the theme of the show, right, is budget. If you're going to be spending this much less and having this cool luxury Airbnb, you are going to have to tack on anywhere. I mean, what I say, the low side was six, the high side I looked was it up while you were doing 12. it. Twelve. What's, what's the average now? For that same week that I was pricing out, the second week of July. Yeah. For, so it's actually more than a week in car rental standards because it's technically you're dropping it off on the seventh day. And so it's technically tacking on an extra day yeah. for a midsize SUV mm-hmm. uh, was about 650 That was through Enterprise. Yeah. But like I'm sure if you looked around or if you used some codes, you could bring it down. So 650 for a midsize SUV, um, you figure split that between seven days, right? Yeah. Or six, let's split that per night. So let's call it six sixty. So it's a little bit easier. It's one hundred and ten dollars a night. Add the one hundred and ten dollars to the one ninety seven per night for the home that I'm looking at in in Kissimmee. Yep. Uh, you're looking at uh, three hundred and ten dollars per night, and that includes your transportation. Tack on one hundred and fifty for gas and tolls, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So so whatever that ends up being, but then you also have your own kitchen again, and so you're saving, saving, saving. So I think. Man, like when you start looking at those kinds of things, those kinds of ideas, that is definitely a good a good one. Staying off property, yeah, you don't get the you don't get the transportation, but you can actually rent your own car now. Yeah, I get it; it's stressful, but yeah, it's a great one. Staying off property, yeah, yeah. we've done it. We rent we rented a uh, a timeshare. Um, I can't remember the name of the place. I'm blanking now, but it was just off of Disney property. And it had was two, it one in Disney Springs? No, okay. It, it was I can't remember. It wasn't the Hilton one then? No, because no, there's no. a Hilton it was, one. It was. Do you know where? So if Disney is to the west of um, the what is it? I four. Yeah, it's just to the east. So you go under I four, and then there's this little development of oh. um, timeshares over there. And a, a friend of ours uh, gifted us that that timeshare. So I said we rented it, but technically yeah. it was it was theirs, and they let us have that for a week, and it was it was incredible. Yeah, it was you know two full bedrooms, and there was like a community pool, and we were so close to the resort, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. So Airbnb and staying off property is a great number one, um, but you can't do you can't pay for your vacation the way that I 
like to pay for my vacation, which is my number one, mm-hmm. which is gift cards. Yeah, that's on my honorable mention. That's, <clears throat> so I give you credit for that, though. That's your that's your technique for sure. So discounted Disney dif- gift cards. You should never pay fifty dollars for a fifty dollar Disney gift card. Yep. You should always pay less than that. You can buy them if you're a member of any one of the warehouse uh, stores, so like BJ's Wholesale, um, uh, Sam's Club, Costco. They never are charging you full sticker price. It's not going to be $50. And then there's other ones. Like let's say you don't want to spend money to be one of those members. That's fine. You can be a Target Red member, and Target Red also gives you um, buying them at Target, I think it's 5%. So you should never pay less than 5% or pay more than a 5% discount on any of these cards. You really shouldn't. I remember earlier in the year, you know, sitting at work, my phone goes off and you're like, you got to go on the Best Buy site. They got a deal going on right now for the yep. Disney gift cards. 10% off. Yeah, and I yep. went and bought one. And Yeah, I mean, there are rules that exist. So like the Best Buy trick usually pops up once or twice a year. And it's 10% off a... Um, they'll, it'll either be a 50 or a 100 and they'll have limits of like, you can buy two per day Yeah, I remember for, that. for each of your accounts. Well, if you have an account through Best Buy and I have an account through Best Buy, we can double up and it's not breaking any rules. Like I have a Best Buy account, like a rewards account. My wife has a Best Buy rewards account. Her parents have a Best Buy rewards account. So we can technically go ahead and buy, let's say three, we can triple up. And and buy them at ten percent discount. Ten percent is a steep discount when you're talking about Disney. Um, yeah. So then, if you do that, like you can pay for your, you can pay for your hotel room that way. You can pay for all of your souvenirs, all your dining, whatever you're buying through Disney. You can pay for your tickets if you buy them through Disney. Um, you can pay your for your trip using those cards, and it's it's a huge way to save money. Like we have talked about this before. Um, we've talked about it with. With Aaron and Katie at Rope Drop and Park Hop, yep. we've talked about it um, with anybody who will listen when I'm telling them, you know, you're planning a trip and you, you want to save money, this is the way to save money. Like, if you look at that price of that meal and you think, man, you know, $15 for a burger, okay, well, take, take uh, you know, take 10% off of that because now you're looking at spending, you know, thirteen fifty. which, by the way, go to your local restaurant. You're not getting a burger for much cheaper than thirteen fifty. No. Nope. Um, so it, it really is the best thing I can say for traveling on a budget with Disney is if you're doing anything on property, pay for it with gift cards that you purchased at a discount. So I'll add on this because this is another idea that was yours that I threw on mine, which I think is, it is great. All right. It's on my honorable mention, but it's directly related to what you said is Disney gift cards for kids with a budget. So you say to, you know, kid number one, you have $100 or $50 or whatever you, you want to budget for your family. You can get whatever souvenirs you want. Here's your card. But when it's gone, it's gone. We've done that. You've done that. It's it's helpful. I mean, there's literally kids learning how to budget their money with having that card. And so, you could, you know, write it down. Like you can write with a Sharpie on the card. You know, you start off with 50 and then cross it off, and then how much is left? You, know, do you don't even have to right do that because they have the app. You can go on and see what you're, what's on your card. True. That's helpful, um, too. However, um, or I shouldn't say app. It's a website. Um, I did something even different, even totally different this year. I shouldn't say totally different, but to add on to what you just said, 
we had the kids each had their gift card, right? Last year they had their gift card. Um, they didn't use it all. Okay. They budgeted well. They didn't use it all. So now that rolled over to this year. That didn't mean that we were going to like still only give them, let's say a hundred dollars. So, Oh, this dude, you know, this little Susie's got, got $30 left. Like let's add 70. No, it was, here's another hundred dollars. Now they're at one thirty. Well, they didn't spend all their money. Right. And so it, it rolls over. It's cool. And so it, it gets them the, do I want, is, do I, do I really want this or do I want to wait until next year when I can get something bigger? Mm-hmm. And so the, it really does teach them that. Um, and we actually don't even buy, well, we do buy the gift cards, but we use, we use money from like returnables. So like any kind of soda can or anything like that, like water bottles and stuff, uh, and all the returnable money gets put into one big uh, cup. And at the end of the year, we take count up how much we've got. I and mean, that's what we buy the kids uh, gift cards from is cool. from returnable money. That's so fun. It, it is. And it, I'm telling you, that's a great way to budget because then, then you're not sitting there saying, no, you can't get that. No, you can't. The kid knows this is what I've got for my money. Yep. This is what we do. I will add, um, a lot of our friends will also say that this is the best way to do a festival is to limit yourself by having only gift cards. Don't bring your wallet. Don't even think about it. Mm. You've got $150 to spend on your <laughs> festival foods. That's what you're spending. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Disney gift cards. I only had one more. other thing, and I've I've never actually been to this place, but every year it's on my list that I want to do it, and that is the Disney Outlet Store over in the Outlet Mall. There's a, I think there's two of them in the Orlando area, and it's everything is on deep discount, or it's you know it's Christmas and they have the Halloween stuff there. You know, right? It's kind of the you know previous season or. Or it's 2023 and they have all the 2022 merch yep. that you can you can get there too. But again, I've I've been to that outlet mall multiple times with family, but somehow I've never actually gotten to or found the part of it that is the uh, the Disney outlet store. Yeah, and you if, know, and if you have a if you have a friend who's a cast member, then you've got the the really good one. It's the, like the cast something cast, cast connect, connections. Cast connections is what I want to say yeah. it is, but yeah, um, yeah, I think I, that's what's called. I think it's uh, 100% something that that you should do is is go over to those uh, go over to those outlets because you can get like you said if it especially if it's not dated like if it doesn't say you know it's not a calendar it's not on the back of it doesn't say Disney 2022 or something like that it's still outdated to them and they heavily discount it over there um, I'll add on to that because one of the things I had on my list was kind of our, our recent trip we our recent um, episode we talked about souvenirs so i just wanted to tack on that buy your souvenirs ahead of time yep so um you can buy them through amazon pack them bring them give them to your kids oh look what i purchased for you i mean i get it you know that it didn't come from the park but it is a great way to kind of kind of do stuff a little bit cheaper shop disney has Um, a lot of sales yeah absolutely yep you know they do the the pin deals all the time you and i are talking about that a lot yeah the pin deals are usually pretty ridiculous yeah so um, this has been a fun one. Um, there's yep. a lot of really good ways to save money. If you have a way that you like to travel on a budget to Disney, let us know. Um, you know, it could be as uh, something simple, or it could be something as big as like we never fly, or we only go on rewards points, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But traveling to Disney on a budget is something that you could do about 18 episodes on. Um, speaking of extra episodes, if you happen to enjoy listening to us and you would like to get um, you know, to hear us in a, maybe a little bit of a different format, 
you should check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash DizListPod. Uh, there you get early access to new episodes. We get bonus content uh, with mini episodes. We've done a couple of really cool series lately that, that have really received some great feedback. It's a little bit more of a looser style. So go check us out there. And if you aren't following us on Instagram, Twitter, or all the things, social media, we are at Pod. pretty much everywhere you can find um, any kind of content creator. So I would really appreciate if you reached out on those places. Cool. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks to um, our new patron and our patrons who uh, support us all the time. We do we do appreciate it. And um, yeah, yeah. All, all right. right, that's it for this week. It's it's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon. <laughs>